Happy Halloween, everybody, from the Locked On Pirates podcast. And to celebrate Halloween, we're going to talk about tricks or treats heading into the Pirates 2023-2024 offseason and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates. My name is Ethan Smith. Thank you for tuning into the show, as you always do, folks, where you can find all of your news, analysis, reactions, and opinions on the Pittsburgh Pirates all the time. Hope you guys, again, are having a phenomenal start to your Halloween. Hopefully, you guys have a safe night tonight as well. Hopefully, you get some candy, too. I'm a Kit Kat guy. I'm a Snickers guy. Wouldn't mind some pierogies or cannolis either. But on today's episode, we are going to be talking about tricks or treats for the Pirates' biggest offseason questions. And I think when you're looking at this offseason and what it has to offer for this Pittsburgh Pirates team, I think a lot of it just really starts on finding the right solutions to the holes that you currently have on the roster. We have driven that into the ground. We've beaten that horse enough to know that the Pirates likely are going to find a way to acquire two starting pitchers. They're going to find a way to acquire a first baseman, maybe even acquire a right fielder, maybe even go and get second base. Now, these are things that we know, but we don't know how they're going to do it just yet. I think that's the thing that a lot of us are trying to figure out is how are the Pirates going into this offseason going to take care of the pressing needs that they have to have? And I think a lot of that just starts with how they're going to do it. Obviously, free agency would be the easiest thing to say because we can highlight who the free agents are and what the free agents are going to look like in the coming weeks. But we don't know how much these guys are going to get on the open market. I mean, you look at last year's offseason, and the Pittsburgh Pirates gave Rich Hill $8 million, something that I don't think a lot of people expected him to really get for his play at this point in his career. And you look at Carlos Santana at 6.5. Really, the market for free agency is always kind of dictated by the first couple of moves that are made in free agency. So I don't know what players the Pirates are going to be able to acquire because yes, we all have we all know the stuff that goes on about spending money and all that other stuff. The Pirates are going to go out and spend some money this offseason, folks. They are. But as I've said on this show and will say and this is my first trick or treat Spending more money can be either because it just depends on where you're spending that money at. Are you spending that money in a smart way to continue to figure things out and patch those holes that we all know the Pirates have? 
you could get tricked into spending too much money. And we saw evidence of that this season with teams like the San Diego Padres, the New York Mets, the New York Yankees. If you want to, the Philadelphia Phillies, even though they did get to the NLCS for the second consecutive season. But spending more money in how baseball is becoming is not always the key to success. Now, I I will say this. It's a big reason why we're watching the Texas Rangers in the World Series right now because of the money that they have invested into that roster over the past two years. But it's not everything. As you guys heard on my Friday show when I was previewing the World Series, a large part of the success that they're having right now is coming from Evan Carter, Josh Young, Adolis Garcia, guys that were already there. Now, obviously, Garcia was a minor trade acquisition way, way back when for cash considerations from the St. Louis Cardinals. But you can make the argument that he was a Texas Rangers product. Garrett Cole is a Pittsburgh Pirates product. Although most of his success has come in Houston and New York, he is still a Pittsburgh Pirates product. But going back to the original point, when you're looking at this offseason, folks, don't look at the dollar signs that are given to these people. Don't get don't don't look at the dollar signs that the Pirates are signing. The more important aspect, I think, of what the Pirates need to do this offseason to not be tricked and make it a treat is to make sure that they're spending their money wisely, but also no more one-year deals. I think that's something that a lot of us can get behind because the one-year deal stuff is just, I just, it doesn't need to happen anymore because all it signals is that you're going to use this guy for four or five months and then trade him away for something else. That's where I think you, the viewer and the fan need to look at these deals and say, okay, they signed starting pitcher A to two years. Who cares about the money? Just know that that signing is being made and that guy is going to be here for longer than four months. Same thing with first base. If you feel like, if the Pirates feel like they can go find somebody for multiple years that can help that position, go do it. But again, I stress this enough, the money doesn't really matter all that much. It's more of what they are acquiring. And for me, you look at Andrew McCutcheon, perfect example. Who cares how much money the Pirates gave Andrew McCutcheon to come back to Pittsburgh last year? I don't. I don't care how much money they give him to come back next season because it's an arbitrary thing. For the player, it's not. It's his paycheck. But for the grand scheme of how this team is being built, I don't really think the money matters that much. It more matters on what players Ben Charrington highlights that he wants and what deal he can get pen to paper with this pen right here. What deal can he get pen to paper for players he wants? If you have to overpay a little bit, that's fine. But I'm also not saying go break the bank on Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell. Yeah, it might sound worth it, And they would be phenomenal players to have on this roster. 
but you want to have the flexibility to be able to go around the entire free agent pool and even trades, which we'll talk about in the second segment of today's show, and make sure that you have the financial flexibility to patch all those holes. Because, yeah, again, a Jordan Montgomery in a Pittsburgh Pirates uniform or an Eduardo Rodriguez would be phenomenal. But if you give those guys a bunch of money, where does the rest of the money go? And you're fi- you're fixing one thing without fixing two or three other things. And it's put up or shut up time, I think, for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. And again, we know it's going to be a busy offseason. We know we're going to be talking about the offseason a lot on this show. And after we come back from the break, how are they going to do it? And there's also the possibility that we see more trades than free agent signings. I'll explain that in a minute. But before we do that, let's talk about FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel is your one-stop shop for sports betting right now. Because guess what? We just had the sports equinox yesterday. NFL game, MLB game, NHL game, NBA game. Soccer game had everything going on in the sports world yesterday. And if you want to get in on the action, folks, it's so, 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 so easy over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Because right now, you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Money line. That's a hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins this weekend in the NFL or even Thursday. If you think the Steelers can beat the Titans on Thursday night football, which I do, bet on them. And all you have to do is put five dollars down, and you'll get a hundred and fifty bucks back in bonus bets. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, same-game parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season, the second half of the NFL season, that is. FanDuel is your official partner of the NFL and an official betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Ethan Smith. As always, my lower third is right there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at MVP underscore Ethan, or at Locked On Pirates. Also, shout out to everyone who wished me a happy birthday yesterday. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. 25. It's crazy, crazy world. <laughs> I'm 25 now. And blessed that I get to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates with all of you all the time. Thank you so much for always listening to the show as you always do. But again, we're talking about tricks or treats on the Pirates' biggest offseason questions in segment one. Obviously, we just talked about the money aspect of these things and why more money does not equal more success, especially for a team like the Pittsburgh Pirates. But now you move to a thing that I kind of alluded to earlier with how the Pirates are going to do this how they're going to attack the offseason, how they're going to acquire these things that they need, how they're going to do all this stuff. And I think it all starts 
with looking at the roster that you currently have and seeing that there is an abundance of things in different areas. Obviously, we know that there is a gluttony of prospects and a gluttony of young players that they have in the middle infield. We know that. And do you keep all those guys if you want to? But we know that our six foot seven grandson, <laughs> O'Neill Cruz, is coming back next season and hopefully will be fully healthy, which removes a spot immediately. You look at Jared Triolo, who is a guy that has basically a Chris Taylor, Josh Harrison type beat to him right now to where he could play in all different kinds of areas. And I think it all just boils down to the fact that all those guys can't be on the roster. Nick Gonzalez, Juwan Bay, Leo Ripigero, Tucapita Marcano, all these guys can't be on the roster. And we've heard, obviously, that a lot of people within the Pirates organization believe that 2024 is the year to become a competitive team. We have heard that. And when you're talking about becoming a competitive team, you still want to rely on these prospects that have gotten you here. You want to rely on the guys that helped you start the season 20 and eight and helped you improve by 14 games from 2022 to this season. But at some point, when you see that there are other needs on the roster that you have to fulfill, at some point you have to look at it and say, okay, what are these guys worth? And could we get something for them? You look at guys like Nick Gonzalez, who is going to get every opportunity he can possibly can as a first-round pick. It was Ben Sherrington's first first-round pick. He is going to get opportunities. You look at Leo Piguero, who I absolutely love. He's one of my favorite players on the roster. But at some point, where does Juwan Bay fit in? He can also play the outfield. Where does Tucapita Marcano fit in? But a lot of it boils down to how valuable these guys are and what you can get in return that you think is going to make you a better baseball team. Now, I think it's pretty obvious that if we are trading these guys, you want to look at it in a way where you say, okay, we're going to go get a starting pitcher that has controllable years is what I think the goal would be if you're trying to trade for a starting pitcher by using some of your young prospects. And I'm going into this offseason, and the more and more that I think about what the Pirates have currently and what is going to be available in free agency for them to fill these needs, the more and more I think about it, folks, I wouldn't be shocked if there was more trades than free agent signings this offseason for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just because of the assets that they currently have available, you look at some of the guys that are going to eventually continue to grow in the minor leagues and could be valuable to other teams, again, in the middle infield. And you you just look at what Ben Charrington has done in his tenure as the Pittsburgh Pirates general manager, and you've seen him make countless trades already. Some of them have been not so great. The Clay Holmes trade comes to mind. The Jamison Talion trade kind of comes to mind. But then you look at other ones that have worked out very well, like Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez 
for Chris Stratton and Jose Quintana. That one's worked out pretty well. You look at Jack's, you look at the Padres trade. You look at getting Joe Musgrove or um, for Joe Musgrove, you get Jack Sawinski and David Bednar. Two guys that have been very, very much big parts of this team over the last two seasons. And you continue to boil it down and say, okay, what do we do? Do we make trades? Do we make sign free agents? It's trick or treat. Again, you open that, you get your bag of candy out, and you could either look down after making a trade and you could have a full Snickers bar, or you could have some licorice. By the way, not a licorice fan. Just don't like it. But that's what I'm saying, folks, is the offseason, we're going to obviously have our rash reactions on what the Pittsburgh Pirates do this offseason. And we're going to say, oh, this move is horrible, or oh, this move, why? Like, in case in point, the Vince Velasquez video from last year that we all remember that was absolutely hilarious to see from the social media team. Before he was injured, though, Vince Velasquez was a pretty damn good baseball player for this team, folks. He really was. And I think the Pirates are a completely different team if he's healthy. But when it boils down to it, we're going to have our rash reactions to things. It's just normal. Okay, like, they're going to sign a starting pitcher. And the immediate reaction is going to be, but this isn't this guy, or this guy is not that great, or he has this ERA or whatever. That's going to happen. And that's the trick-or-treat aspect of the offseason. A move might look great on the surface. Look at them. I mean, look at the Mets. The Mets won the offseason last year, folks. See where it got them? They had a worse record than the Pittsburgh Pirates did. The San Diego Padres, another case in point of winning an offseason. But winning an offseason doesn't always mean you're going to win the World Series or even be that great of a baseball team. The New York Yankees re-signed Aaron Judge, bring in Carlos Rodon. Look where it got him. You never know where these moves are going to take you. Now, I think, obviously, if a team that signs Shohei Otani this offseason gets Shohei Otani, I think you could go ahead and just say that's a treat for that team and not a trick. But outside of that, you don't know what is going to come from a lot of these teams and a lot of these players that they go to because it's new places. Are they still as good as they were when you acquired them? That's the biggest question. So when you're asking about the or treat aspect on the biggest questions of the offseason, just don't overreact to anything. Just don't overreact. Let the Pirates and Ben Charrington do what they think is right that is going to make this team competitive in 2024. And just because you see them go make a minor signing, that minor signing might work out really well, folks. Because remember last offseason, we picked up Harleen Garcia. He never grabbed a baseball in an MLB game for the Pirates this year due to injury. It's just, it's just the way the offseason works. But what I have to say 
just don't have rash decision-making and analysis right away from something that happens because ultimately it could end up being a treat for the Pittsburgh Pirates and helping them be competitive, or it could end up being a trick and something we look back on and Ben Sherrington looks back on as a learning curve. That's just how the offseason works. Now, you heard me mention earlier about having players on the roster already and taking a look at that. The last two offseasons, the Pirates have extended two players in their core in Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. Is there another extension this offseason that could be on the horizon? It's a trick or a treat. We'll see. Folks, welcome back to the final segment of today's episode of Locked On Pirates here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name again is Ethan Smith, your host of this wonderful show, and I thank you so much again for always tuning into the show and being the best fans and listeners a podcast host could ever ask for. Again, happy Halloween, everybody, as we exit October. That means the World Series is almost done. There's almost no more baseball in 2023, folks. The Rangers have a 2-1 lead on the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. Two more games could be it. I predicted the Rangers to win in seven, so I'd like it to go seven games. That'd be really, really nice. But we don't really know how it's going to work and what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates. And as you heard me mention, they have, obviously, we know this, the last two years, 2022 and, of course, 2023, we have seen parts of the Pirates core be extended for a very long time. You look at Key Brian Hayes, who signed that long extension that it looks like if he continues to play very well offensively, that may be one of the best contracts in all of baseball. Then you look at Brian Reynolds, who one-ups him money-wise, becoming the new highest-paid player in Pittsburgh Pirates history before the season started. And I think a lot of it really helped this team because I think it's giving security to a lot of these players now that you're seeing the Brian Reynolds and key Brian Hayes of the world get extensions. So is it a trick or a treat that we could see another one this year and make Ben Charrington streak of giving out an extension to three years in a row? And the two options, I mean, there's options that are here that could easily make sense. You start with David Bednar obviously being one of them, best closer arguably in baseball to some people. He is easily in the top 10. He was an all-star again this year, two-time all-star for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. And extending him would make sense. Locking up your best reliever, especially when you feel like you're on the horizon of being a competitive baseball team, would absolutely make sense for this team at the right money figure. And obviously he's probably going to take a hometown discount being from Mars. He's going to probably, if they were to approach him about an extension, say, yeah, I'll take less money to stay here. Cause why wouldn't he? But then the other two, which I think are the more likely of the two, if an extension was to happen are O'Neill Cruz and Mitch Keller. Now, Obviously, we didn't get to watch much of O'Neill Cruz this season due to his injury. And extending him could be kind of scary. But I think a lot of us could agree that O'Neill Cruz is going to just, at worst, be a very good baseball player. 
I mean, his ceiling is superstar status, but we know at the very least he is going to be a very good baseball player. Extending him would make perfect sense in everybody's eyes. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. I'm not here to tell you years and money and all that stuff. I did enough of that last offseason with Brian Reynolds. But extending O'Neill Cruz would sure up the left side of your infield for a very long time. Now, obviously, O'Neill Cruz still just making his debut in 2021 and then in 2022. He still has a lot of time. Like, he still has a lot of years of control, all that other stuff, and you want to keep that in mind. So I don't know if the Pirates are going to pounce on something like that with O'Neill Cruz, seeing as they have him under contract for a very long time with team control. So I wouldn't expect that from them, but it would be very nice to see O'Neill Cruz, one of, if not the best player on the roster, getting extended and staying in black and gold for a very long time. But then we move to Mitch Keller. And I think Mitch Keller is the one that's the hardest to gauge because I wanted them to extend Mitch Keller before the start of this year because I had a feeling that after the end of 2022 when he was finally picking things up and then you saw the offseason, him working on things and constantly fixing things that were wrong at his arsenal, he was an all-star this year. He was their ace. He was the guy in the rotation that was a consistent machine alongside Johan Oviedo, who was kind of his Robin to his Batman. And for Mitch Keller, I jokingly said it all year that every good start he had, his price tag went up. And I I think that reigns true. Now, Mitch Keller, on the other hand, unlike O'Neill Cruz, does not have as many years of control, folks. I believe he's only under control for about two or three more years. And I think the longer you wait the longer you don't approach it, the harder it's going to get to really, really bring him back. Now, I say that because starting pitching is always a hot commodity on the free agent market. And we know that. So when you're looking at what Keller's value across baseball would be, I mean, folks, you're talking about him being in the Five, I mean, you're talking about him being in the 20 a million a year annually if he continues on this trajectory. You really do. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, I think it's something they need to do. Now, is it going to happen? I would lean more trick instead of treat because I think they're going to focus on other things outside of the organization to bring in first. But it would be the biggest treat of the offseason if the Pirates could get Mitch Keller extended because that would create a lot of great things. Because then if Yoan Oviedo continues to do well, if you bring in some outside acquisitions and then Paul Skeens comes along like they think he is, folks, you're looking at a rotation that's going to be very, very scary in the National League if all of that works out. And I think extending Mitch Keller and giving the rotation that security and that peace of mind would go a long way for this team. No doubt in my mind that it would. But at the end of the day, folks, it's Halloween. Don't get tricked by things this offseason. Enjoy the treats that come along the way. It's going to be fun. This offseason is 
slowly approaching, which means we're going to be covering it all here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. Again, my name is Ethan Smith. You can follow me on Twitter right there at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your news, analysis, opinions, and reactions to everything happening in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Make sure you follow this show on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And folks, my name is Ethan Smith. Happy Halloween. See you on the flip side.